on Saturday, I was a good leader. The kind who writes and speaks about timeless leadership principles. The the type who creates and fosters an engaged and value-based team culture. A leader who coaches executives on how to connect with and value their people in a way that builds loyalty and drives results. That's the leader I was on Saturday. Then came Sunday. This is Rich, and it's time to revive your work. in the afternoon, Sarah and I received a text from our teammate, Catherine. She was confirming that she'd see us on Monday morning at 6.55 on site in preparation for a full day client workshop. Five minutes later at 4.04, I hit send with a text back to Catherine. My text talked about an upcoming blog that I wanted her to edit and fix the spacing, it appeared to be off. At 4.18, I followed up with another text about the very same blog, telling Catherine that I thought the image was off a little and asked her to take care of that while she was working on the previous edits. Now, this may not seem like a big deal, and it was. I was behaving contrary to the same culture I helped create, the culture that I'm responsible for protecting. My leadership walk was not aligned with my leadership talk. So here's exactly where I went wrong. First, I overstepped our boundaries of sacred space. A lot of companies talk about work-life balance and making time to rest and be with family. Not many companies model that at a leadership level. And that makes their message incongruent. So for us, weekends are sacred space. It's time to rest and refresh and reconnect with what's important outside of work. We've talked about this concept and we practice this. This was not an emergency. The text messages I sent to Catherine did not have to go out on Sunday. I did not honor Catherine's sacred space on Sunday afternoon. Second, I misused one of our very own communication principles. And that's recognizing the difference between information and conversation and using the right tool. So when we need to send information to our team or clients, technology, text messages, emails are a great tool to disseminate that. Hey, meet you here, confirming this, summarizing this. That's different for when we need to have a conversation, when a dialogue needs to take place, brainstorming or sharing ideas or talking about something that needs to be fixed. So what I needed from Catherine required a conversation, a few minutes to discuss the situation with the blog, what happened, 
and what we needed to do to remedy it. Instead, I texted her, wrong tool, on the wrong day. What felt efficient was not effective. So, how did I remedy this? Well, once I recognized my role in the situation, which didn't take very long after sending both text messages, I was open to some coaching. And Sarah gave me advice. She gave me the advice I needed. She recommended I own it and apologize to Catherine before the start of our client workshop the next morning. Sarah understands that in order to give our best to clients, we need to be connected as a team. And at this point, I had created a disconnect. So moments after arriving on site at 6.55 in the parking lot, Catherine and I had a conversation. I apologized. I named where I went wrong, both in the sacred space and the misuse of texting. And I asked for her forgiveness. Honestly, it felt great to be reconnected with someone who's so important to our work and our personal lives. By the way, we killed the workshop and the client was overjoyed with the experience. So we have a saying for our team, it's not the mistakes we should be afraid of. It's not learning from the mistakes that we should be afraid of. So what's the learning, the lesson that I can take away from this experience? First, I had an opportunity to model as a leader, like how our flawed human condition shows up and the importance of owning and apologizing for our missteps. As a leader, we can set the pace and the tone for others in that we are all imperfect. What's more important than that is how do we respond and react in our imperfection? Second, Catherine was more than gracious and willing to forgive me. You know, navigating challenging situations and potential conflict can end up strengthening relationships. And that's what happened with us. And finally, growing is hard work. We promote this to our clients all the time. We're in the professional development industry. Well, it helps us be a little more compassionate when we recognize how difficult that is. Leadership is hard work. And creating a culture that's meaningful and impactful is hard work. So, so there's a theme here. You get it? Anything that's valuable in our lives is hard work. There's no other way. I was a good leader on Saturday. After tripping on Sunday and learning some valuable lessons, I'm a better leader today. Learning is not always fun. At times, it is painful. And it's how we grow. It's how we get better. If you find value in an additional weekly dose of encouragement, visit reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. That's reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. Or text REVIVE, R-E, 
V-I-V-E, two thirty-three seven seven seven. And consider subscribing to Revive Your Work in your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, give us a like or leave a comment. That means a lot to us. We'll see you next time as we continue our conversation that transcends the blurred lines between our personal and professional lives.